Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT. AT&T in-car Wi-Fi on a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. of things in a minute. Joe has launched a jihad against Google. We got an interesting text about that. Uh, trying to avoid Google in your life. It's not easy to do. Um, I just saw a picture of Miley Cyrus. She's got a new album coming out. She's just going so far over the top to try to be outrageous. Oh, the whole look at me. Look at me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm breaking the rules of the norms. I just, I'm naked. Uh, I'm sexy. Well, you know what? Saying and doing things nobody's ever done before. All right. Yeah. No wonder old people roll their eyes. Young people. <laughs> I've seen this before. You're falling for that. All right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I thought I thought this was really interesting. I wish everybody took in media from the side they don't agree with just because, well, for a couple of different reasons. Sometimes you get information that your media is uh, leaving out. Mm-hmm. Partly because there are just limits to how much stuff you can stick on, and people have their tendencies and their preferences for what they're going to air. And then, uh, and sometimes you get an idea of, you, you might not know, this is a giant controversy, this is out of control. But anyway, that doesn't really fit in here. I was just taking in my usual bunch of different shows that I take a look at, and I was watching the first segment of 
Hardball with Chris Matthews on uh, MSNBC yesterday, and he had on this guy from the Washington Post that I believe we have on regularly, reporter. Yeah, Aaron Blake. Some dame. I'm sorry, that was dismissive. Oh, Lord. I don't know. She's another reporter. And then Chris Matthews, and then I'll let them talk, and then I'll explain the the tone and why it's it stuck out to me. She may, they may not ultimately have that decision to make. If the president is reelected, which a lot of people say is a 40, 50, 60 percent chance, depending upon who you ask, the statute of limitations is going to run on most of these federal crimes that they could charge him with. So how are you going to ultimately get him in prison if you can't actually charge him after that second term? And you can always impeach him during the second term. So yes, (laughs) somebody said the other day, I mean, everybody's a pundit now. I'm a pundit that she'll wait to the second term to impeach him. But that would lose a lot of its propulsion by then well i mean i, I guess that's I the mean, american people twice elect a guy and then you impeach him i thought it was striking that you had a senior political reporter for the washington post this other dame and chris matthews oh boy accepting the idea of trump being reelected that casually mm-hmm. that's not the way it was for the first like year and a half two years of trump being president right it was just obvious remember on saturday night live they had that opening sketch where uh uh, was it Mueller or, yeah, I think it was Mueller, the character, mm-hmm. not the real person on Saturday Night Live, sat down with somebody and said, I, I got to tell you something, he's not going to be impeached. What? I mean, it was just, you know, they're trying to break the news to the world that right. he, he might actually serve out his this entire term. Right. Uh, and now they're talking about, when when the Washington Post reporter said, it's 40, 50, 60% likely he's re- He's uh he's reelected. People didn't jump in. Oh, what are you kidding? No, I just accept the forty. Yeah, I can buy sixty. Come on, Jim. What's your reason? And then you're talking about should we impeach in the second term? Yeah, I thought that was pretty amazing. Uh, well, that, that, that's a that's a change in the outlook. I tell you what, Chris Matthews, with whom I have had words in the past, uh, he nailed it. Wait a minute. With all of this out there, the American people are going to exercise their will again, and then you're going to move to remove the guy from office. That's that would be insane, right? That's a decent point to make that too. That would you're, be seen as something like a coup. You're going to go after impeaching a guy who was twice elected, and you'd have to assume the second time around you're not going to be able to make any of these arguments about Russia or all that sort of stuff, right? I assume. Oh, oh man, anybody who does is just shameless. Anyway, I just thought it was. I didn't realize it was that well accepted that yeah, there's a decent chance he's reelected. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, listen, uh, I've declared a jihad. Google it if you like. Uh, it's a, a mission, a war. A, a, a Jihadism. It's a, <laughs> thanks, Mitt. It's, um, <laughs> it's my life's mission to uh, make sure everybody knows that Google is indeed an evil presence and a blot upon the planet. I'll bet I'm, I'll bet I'm, I, I think that, and I'll bet I'm still really blind to how bad they are. They've done a good job at Google of not being Facebook. Yeah. Not being the, 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 the poster child for this. Yeah. But they're a gigantic corporation that, uh, hoovers up data, your data, sells it, uh, without your permission. And that's, you know, that's, that is what it, that is. And we're all kind of wrestling with those issues right now. And Europe's done one thing. We're moving in that direction in the U.S. and, and, and good for us. But the thing that bothers me about Google, they didn't have, listen, they, Google, they do Google doodles all the time, where the, the logo becomes something else. It's dressed up. On Thanksgiving, it's a turkey. Well, right. For instance, and they do lots of Muslim holidays and union things and, and you know, International Labor Day and whatever, blah, blah. But for the uh, however manyth year in a row or almost every year, they don't do anything for the anniversary of D-Day. And they are very light on anything patriotic. 
And here's my gripe. They're, they're xenophiles. They're, they have xenophilia. They, it's, it's such a common progressive disease right now. The desperate need to show how enlightened you are by embracing anything that's not American and saying how great it is. Even if it engages in genital mutilation or subjugation of women or execution of gays or beatings and tortures and, and, and horrific denials of human rights. If it's not American and Christian, we love it. And if it is American or Christian, well, then, well, I understand that's evil. And I just I'm sick of you, Google. I'm sick of your just you're you're a high horse Super progressive xenophilia America, if not hating, you're ambivalent at best about the greatest beacon for liberty that's ever existed. I'm just sick of you. And you're a bunch of liars. Yeah, I try not to be involved with Google best I can. I don't have a Gmail account. I'm not officially signed up with Google. I'm not sure if that makes any difference in terms of their swiping your information. But like a a friend of the show has, has been recommending the Samsung phone. He switched from the iPhone to the Samsung phone and says it's better. And I was thinking about my phone is my phone is a disaster, man. My phone has got so many chunks of glass that have fallen out of it now. Your phone Cracks looks everywhere. like it fought at D-Day. You could cut yourself on my phone. The screen barely works. There's no battery life whatsoever. It's basically a corded phone. <laughs> right. It's like the old days when your phone has to be plugged into a cord you somewhere. You got to get a coiled, stretchy cord <laughs> <laughs> to be able to use it. So I was going to get a new phone, and I was asking about the Samsung phone that that he says is better. He said, you have to have a Gmail account, which is a downside. And I'm like, okay, I'm out. I'm not going to do it. Mm. I'm just not going to yeah. do it. It's probably just a gesture. But we got this text. I got rid of my Gmail account two years ago. I'm now using Runbox. They're based out of Switzerland, and they don't sell your info. Check it out, runbox.com. Okay. Google I, it. And I stopped using uh, Google. <laughs> yeah, Google Runbox. <laughs> and then, of course, they have your mm. bank account information. Right, exactly. Everywhere you've ever been in your life. Um, and uh, I stopped using Google, and I started using DuckDuckGo, which we've had recommended to us many times sure. as a search engine. I've never used it. It doesn't know, sell your data. Yeah, uh, It's a search engine that doesn't sell or store your searches. If, if you could start over, Google would never get off the ground. If I, I don't think. If you could start over and say, here are your options for search engines, this one is going to keep track of everything you've ever searched on in your life. But to help you. And, uh, and and keep that somewhere that is hackable, or they're going to sell it, or all kinds of different stuff. Or you could use these other search engines. I don't think Google would be Google. Keep- we all started with Google before we understood any of this was happening. Right, right. And keep in mind that when they announced strong, strong plans to discriminate against men in favor of getting more women in as engineers, one of their engineers, James Damore, stood up and said, you know, if you look at the data, there's just... A, a proclivity, a tendency for more males to be really into this stuff than females. It's okay. There are differences uh, on the average, and this might not be discrimination. It's just what people enjoy. And and he got fired for saying that in a very reasonable way. Now, he may have made some mistakes in his little screed, but so this is... This is a, a uh, an organization that is, it's got the Che Guevara bandana on, and it's much more aggressive and and and, and one sided than they let on, even as they're hoovering up data and selling it to the highest bidder, uh, and the rest of it, and lobbying the government tens of millions of dollars against your interests in favor of theirs. 
Now, I'm fine with corporations looking out for their own interests. I'm not offended by that. I just want you to understand what you're dealing with. Well, and, you know, I don't know how big a deal you think it is. It's a big deal to me. You're going to have that little Google Doodle at the top of the page every day for all these stupid things that you uh, bring to our attention and not recognize DD just as a statement, just as, yeah, well, uh, okay, I'm not going to be on the side of America for something. Whatever. Right. And, what the and hell? War. I'm not going to be part of the warmonger America. Um, I got something fun for you coming up. It's, it's kind of interesting. How has Al Sharpton kept his weight off all these years? Race hustler Al Sharpton, who was a big fat guy back in the day and has been skinny for quite some time now. What's the Al Sharpton diet? I'm looking for a new diet. Everybody's always looking for a new diet. I assume it was one of the uh, the points of negotiation with his uh, pact with Satan. Wow. How many people have a pact with Satan? you got Google has got a pact with Satan. I don't know. It's, Facebook has a pact with Satan. There's now. a confidentiality agreement, so nobody knows. He does a lot of deals. Um, that, among other things, on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. We're human beings. We're fallible. We make mistakes. I've just acknowledged my own mistake in this. Is that actually him, Michael Bransfield, the uh, the head of the Catholic Church in West Virginia, who was expelled over sexual harassment allegations, sex harassment? Oftentimes when they say sexual harassment, they mean raping children. I don't know what they mean in this case. The reason that he's been booted out is because he was spending millions of the church's dollars on luxury travel and doling out lavish gifts to fellow clergy. In many cases, it turned out to be to the people that had the power to either boot him out or keep him around. Oh, boy. Um, Bishop Michael J. Bransfield, 75. Did I mention where he is? Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. Showered $350,000 in gifts to others in the church, including some he's accused of abusing and one archbishop who is overseeing a probe into his conduct. This is according to the Washington Post. Wow! Now, I'd like to know, and this is why I've always wondered about the systemic problem in the Catholic Church. If I'm the archbishop, and a bishop gives me like a $100,000 gift, i got to wonder, where the hell did you get the money, dude? You don't have a job. Well, again, yeah, you can't accept that. Now you that don't we have... know who this guy is, play that clip again. Please. We're human beings. We're fallible. We make mistakes. I've just acknowledged my own mistake in this. Wow. In the words of the drive-by truckers, don't be so easy on yourself. He went on to say, everybody's trying to destroy my reputation. These people are terrible to me. The details of his spending were included in a confidential report that just came out. He adopted an extravagant and lavish lifestyle that was in stark contrast to the faithfully served. Uh, he spent $2.4 million in church money on travel, including chartered jets and luxury hotels. Oh, my $1, gosh. $1,000 a month on alcohol, $4.6 million on renovating a church, 
which, you know, to what extent it needed or didn't need it, who knows, and $182,000 on flowers delivered daily to his office. Well, I like to have fresh flowers. You know, the I'm not sure this matters, but the contrast with the current state of West Virginia does make it extra obscene. I mean, it's not like he was the Archbishop of Malibu or something like that. God, I, I just... I... It's it's so maddening. I mean, the spending is nothing compared to the raping. And I but I just come on, dudes. How many of you knew he was doing this? A lot of people in the Catholic Church had to know he was doing this. You didn't know he went on a vacation on a private plane. He didn't tell you about it or didn't take anybody along that that wondered right, how, who's paying right. for this plane. And again, when the archbishop gets a $100,000 gift, you don't say where'd you get $100,000? You have no income, especially if you're running the church in one of the poorest parts of the country. I mean, those are almost certainly contributions from parishioners, at oh, least yeah. in part. Yeah, oh yeah. Which is just obscene. $2.4 million on travel, chartered jets and luxury hotels. The Atlantic, which I find increasingly annoying, has a, a cover piece, uh, End the Priesthood, Take Back the Church to the People. Um, I haven't read it yet. A, but... lot, a lot of these priests are the worst people in the world. They're not only not living up to their ideals, they're among the worst people on earth. Mm. You molest children and steal from people who are giving to the poor. You can't get much worse than that. That's pretty awful. It's difficult to get lower than that on the scale. People who fake cancer and start GoFundMe pages are looking down on you. God, that's incredible. Yeah. And how many people knew he was doing that? I don't know. Yeah. It's just really frustrating. Tell you what, if if you know, and we hear from increasing numbers of Catholics who say, uh, while I value what the church has done, I'm beginning to think that the disease cannot be cured, uh, that the that the flesh is just too diseased. Although I, you know, I wouldn't give up on it, but you've got institutional corruption that old and that entrenched, and and of that many sorts, the the Catholic Church, as you pointed out, I think it was yesterday, is perhaps the perfect example of the iron law of bureaucracy. An organization that started to spread the teachings of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and minister to the poor and the unfortunate, now is everybody within that bureaucracy fully engaged in that purpose? Or is most of their purpose protecting the church? That is the iron law of bureaucracy. I don't know if I have time for this. We've made fun of Al Sharpton a lot over the years. He is a race hustler uh, con man who's on MSNBC with his own show. He's a congenital liar. He's 64 now and thin. He used to be a big fat guy way back in the day. Um, and And he lost a whole bunch of weight. He lost over half his weight. He weighed 300 pounds. He must be short. He's 130 now. Yeah, he's a tiny little fella. But I I came across his diet. Here's his routine. He gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to do that. He gets up at 4 a.m. Well, I almost do that. But he gets up at 4 a.m. at seven days a week. Wow. And then he follows a diet that includes three slices of seven-grain toast a day. uh, And not much more. Really? Yeah. Skillets and iced tea. On the weekends. Here's his his diet. Because I've been trying to figure out how to drop a couple of LBs. He has a banana at 4.15 a.m. Then he has a little bit of protein powder shortly thereafter. Okay. Around noon, he has a salad and one more slice of his toast. Okay. Then at six, that's six hours later. Right. After having eaten hardly anything yet. Is that toast cold by then? <laughs> Two more slices of toast at six o'clock. What do you want for dinner tonight, honey? Two slices of toast. He had a salad and a slice of toast at noon. He has two slices of toast at 6 o'clock. That's it. He had a banana in the morning. 
Wow. At four o'clock. And that's it. Wow. That's it. Once a week he has fish. He hasn't eaten chicken in eight years, he says. Wow. Once a week he'll have some fish. Sometimes somebody will show up with a donut and I'll tell him, resist we much. <laughs> we much to that donut be dedicated to much to to resist that donut. Do we have that? We don't have that. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, progress on the Mexico tariff talks. We got more on the Biden flip and Google defending Huawei coming up. Cool. All to eating stories. toast, we must be dedicated. <laughs> Much. Um, I, you know, if you ate if you ate that diet, you would lose weight. <laughs> I'm not going yeah. to live like that. You might that. lose all your weight, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, more on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Got a video rental store in Georgia that it turned out was running an illegal gambling operation. It wasn't a video rental. It wasn't a VHS rental store after all. Wow. The cops had been casing the place for a while, and in a couple of weeks, they hadn't seen anybody walk out with a VHS taper or a DVD. (laughs) The police went in. One detective described uh, the most recent movie he could find in there was a VHS action movie from 2007. He doesn't believe anybody was actually renting movies there. You're not as good at being a criminal as you think you are. That's not the best cover I could come up with. Yeah, we rent VHS tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a legit business. Yeah, <laughs> video rental. <laughs> okay, news now with Marshall Phillips. Uh, talks between the Trump Yeah, we're a uh, boombox repair shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we are. Talks between the Trump administration and Mexican officials on tariffs continue today. Vice President Pence saying... We're encouraged that, uh, frankly, the Mexican delegation brought even more proposals today. Uh, But uh, I'll be talking to the president later tonight over the course of this weekend about what's being proposed. Now, part of the progress in the ongoing negotiation appears to be reports that Mexico's offered to put 6,000 National Guard troops on its southern border. That's significant. Because that border is a quarter of the length of the border Mm -hmm. we've got with Mexico. It's much smaller. 6,000 is a pretty significant number. Yep. They're going to do that to try and stem the flow of Central American migrants heading to the U.S. And Mexico and the U.S. are discussing significant changes in asylum rules. Under the New Deal, migrants would be required to seek asylum in the first foreign country they enter after leaving their home. That's the current rule. That's the U.N. Council on Refugees rule. Right. Now they look like they're going to enforce it. Well, I'll be danged. Guatemalans looking for refuge would have to apply for asylum in Mexico rather than the United States, and those getting out of El Salvador and Honduras would have to seek asylum in Guatemala rather than continuing on to Mexico or the U.S. Well, and as soon as it becomes clear that they're going to enforce that, the numbers of people that try is going to drop like a rock. Right. Keep in mind, this is not just the flow of people from a crappy country to a great country. Or people wanting a better life for themselves and their families. And I have a great deal of sympathy for them in that. This is an enormous business run by some of the most horrific criminal enterprises ever known to mankind. The cartels. They read the papers. They can't get their customers in anymore. They'll stop it. So... And they'll stop renting children. And using children like a baton in an unholy uh, right. relay race of uh, illegal immigration. To, because... Everybody knows if you got a kid with you, you get in, they let you loose because you can't be detained. 
and see you get a free pass. So if Trump actually gets over on this, these things actually happen, how is the pundit class going to handle this? Because Republicans and Democrats were against him on this. Mitch McConnell and Schumer. Same way they handled the no collusion report. Pretend it didn't happen or say, well, there's an ongoing investigation because Mueller stopped short. They'll just lie. This would be a good one to crow about on the campaign trail if it actually works out. Given the polls, the number of Americans who actually want the southern border controlled, which is everybody. Yeah, it would be good. Former Vice President and Presidential Candidate Joe Biden reversing his position on the Hyde Amendment. Now, he'd broken with a lot of his campaign rivals when his team said Wednesday that Biden still supported the amendment, which is a measure that prohibits the use of federal funds for abortion. But Biden on Thursday at the Democrats' I Will Vote fundraising gala said that because of recent state laws that have been passed by Republican governors, avenues to women's access to health care were being affected. So Biden says he no longer supports the Hyde Amendment. Circumstances have changed. I've been working through the final details of my health care plan, like others in this race, and I've been struggling with the problems that Hyde now presents. Yeah, times have changed. It's some good spin. I mean, he's just kowtowing to the far left, and he's flip-flopped. But, uh, like I say, it's some pretty effective spin. Quick note, this just coming in a few minutes ago, the jobs report for May's out. It's not what economists were expecting. The Labor Department said 75,000 jobs were created last month. I was expecting a pony for Christmas. You don't always get what you want. (laughs) Far short of the 180,000 they thought were going to be created. Oh, we had a, a liberal listener say you guys would always talk about the labor participation rate during the obama administration hmm. you haven't brought it up lately and you know what yeah that, that's, yeah i'm with him uh, me too i think that's pretty fair criticism um it would appear oh that just goes back a year let's yeah. go back uh yeah full year um it's been going up and down it rose a, a significant amount to um the highest it's been in many moons in January of this year, it's come down half a percentage, but it's traded in a narrow band, as they say, since 2014, between 62.8%, really, and 63.2%, with a couple of blips outside it, but almost none. But where does that fit historically? What was it back when we were complaining about it? Because uh, there is the weird thing with unemployment, where right. if you stop looking for work... Right. You're not counted as unemployed. And as a friend of mine once said, who stops looking for work? I've never had that option. Well, right. Yeah. What, what's happening with you? But um, so the mean, uh, the uh, it's usually in la- since 2014 been like 62.75%. Okay. In 2009, it was 65 5.75%. So it was about 4% higher than it is now. Um, let's see. Going way, 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 way back. Uh, the, that was The peak seems to have been around y- the year 2000. In the year 2000. <laughs> I just I can't and stop And the number myself. was what in 2000? Um, it was like 67.5%. And now it's, there's been a lot of numbers, so I'm trying to get... So it's from 67 in 2000. It's 62 and a half. Wait, so not, a, not that... Well, 5% yeah. percent's a lot. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a lot of people. But still a pretty high number, though. What's, what's really interesting about this, now that we've had a chance to study it in historical context, is that 
it appears to be much more about historical trends because it's, you know, the little ups and downs year to year, which our listener was quite uh, appropriately asking about. And fair enough. Um, those are waves. The sociological changes in the U.S., those are tides. Those are the big changes. In 1963, the labor participation rate was about 59%. Really? It was all dudes and a few women. Well, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, obviously. Yeah, right. You, you, you right. had a lot more um, stay-at-home moms. Yeah, and it, it jumped up about 5% by 1976, another 5% by 1984 Well, that's interesting. So how And do then you... skyrocketed between, like, 1980 and 2000. So how do you look at that number and make any economic decisions, given the fact that I know staying at home as a mom is gaining popularity among the younger crowd? Let me go go ahead. Which is a choice as opposed to I can't find a job. Right. It's it's a really good question. When I say, and I want to rewind, I said it skyrocketed between 1974-ish and 2000. It skyrocketed from about 60% to about 67%. From 1950 to the present day, there's never been a number lower than 58 and never been a number higher than 67. Okay. So it's a fairly narrow band. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I've either had a job or was looking for a job since I was 15 years old. So I don't, I'd, I just, it's hard for me to picture the circumstances. When we got sacked in Charlotte because we wouldn't agree to do stuff the way they wanted us to, um, uh, I went and applied for unemployment and they explained the process and I said, F it, and walked out and just went and I can't remember. I did something for a few hours for a friend, just scraped together money while we were applying for jobs. I can't imagine not looking for work. That's when Now, if you've made a perfectly legitimate lifestyle choice, there are a lot of ways to spend your limited hours on Earth. And I'm not going to make more money for a corporation. I'm going to tend to my children, my family, my home, I our finances. I think that's a great idea. Our, our land, our, our, our charity, um, my faith, whatever. That's a perfectly fine way to spend your life. The idea that the only appropriate way, and it, it's mostly about women these days, but the only appropriate thing for a woman to be doing is making money for a corporation. Otherwise, you're wasting your life. What what the hell kind of way to look at life is that? Now, I was on the other flip side of that. I was around like a 30-ish year old the other day who was talking about it. I was thinking about getting a job, but I just thought, you know, I just, I'm not sure I'm ready for that yet. And I thought, wow, okay, I don't know. I, I, I've never had that thought. Certainly not when I was thirty. Right, that's crazy. What? Yeah, I know. And I yeah. just, I, I just heard the guy talking, and I thought I'd like to know more. I'm assuming you live at home. I mean, that's almost. Why don't certainly you ask the, case. the hard questions, Jack? Because none of my. How business. do you eat? It just, it's just none of your business. Society I, isn't your business. Society. All that is required of good men for evil <laughs> triumph is their silence, which you supplied. We've reached a point in society where you can say that out loud in a crowd and nobody's going to challenge that or scoff or anything like that. I, I got to believe like when my dad was 30 and, you know, already had a couple of kids and everything, the idea of, yeah, I was thinking about getting a job, but I thought, you know, I'm not sure I'm ready for that. You People would have be said, hooted what? out of whatever structure you were in. <laughs> and now it's just, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? Because it's about? an optional lifestyle, I guess. Mm. If you live at home, if your parents let you do that, I'm not going to allow my kids to determine, am I ready for that yet? That's just not going to be an option for me. Right. I'm not going to let them decide, but, you know, do whatever you want.
Every time you change incentives and disincentives in a society, you get different behavior. It's something. Yeah, it is. I'm not sure if I'm uh, ready for the next hour of labor. I might just lay down for a while. <laughs> it's National Donut Day, and we have donuts showing up any moment, so I'm oh, trying to yeah. resist the temptation of that. Oh, have you been doing what I've been doing, trying to eat before they get here? Yeah, so, yeah. I've eaten a banana. I've eaten some healthy stuff, so I'm not starving when the donuts You're going to take in like 700 calories to avoid 300. Good plan. <laughs> I resist. Yeah. We much. That's might right. Be, might be a flaw in my strategy. <laughs> I showed those donuts. It's like driving a... <laughs> The Armstrong and Getty Show. Finals tonight, that right, it's 2-1. to one. Yes. And the uh, Golden State Warriors, uh, the reigning champions, are, are down 2-1. But they get one of their players back. So if you're into the sports, I'm going to watch that tonight. What is that, baseball? That's your basketball. I'm national... into year 101 of the United States versus the Soviet Empire. Okay. Now they call themselves Russia. Russian warship, near collision. Almost hit the American guided missile cruiser USS Chancellorville. The Russian fleet jumping ugly, getting belligerent, acting like the Iranians, frankly, in uh, in uh, brushing up against one of our ships and damn near hitting it. Came within fifty meters. That's pretty uh, close. If you were we... on a giant ship and another ship got that close to you, you'd think we're going to crash. Yeah, the video is available at ArmstrongandGetty.com. Uh, the Russians, who uh, lie uh, congenitally and constantly, say the U.S. cruiser suddenly changed directions and came within 50 meters of the Russian destroyer. Uh, that is absolutely belied by the videotape. I've never understood these maneuvers, and it's been happening forever. When the, the Chinese or the Russians or whoever fly a plane really close to us or run a ship really, what, what, what's the hope there? What, what are you hoping to accomplish? Testing responses? <laughs> yeah, it's a drill. Uh, it's it's partly a drill, partly it's a little national belligerence for the domestic crowd, because Putin's always engaged in that. If there's an external threat, people will ignore the internal misery. Okay, because I've never understood the tactical advantage. So a response, that that's something. But just being belligerent for belligerent's sake, which I, I've done in my life, uh-huh. really, get, really gets you nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. I just, I, there's absolutely a, a a method to their madness. You see, Russia really doesn't like the Chernobyl miniseries on HBO, <laughs> and have decided to make their own version. That just goes to show my point. It's the Soviet Union by another name. That's funny. at this point. It's a mobbed up, oppressive kleptocracy, and has the same weapons, which often gets lost in the conversation. Right. Right. Um. The Arctic. <clears throat> is going to be an well ironically a hotbed of conflict uh, conflict with the Russians because as some of the ice melts up there they are laying claim and saying no 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 we control these shipping this is our uh, this is our ice patch 
and 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 they are way better equipped to deal with it just because the climate, you know, and, and off the coast of northern Russia, they've got I think forty two icebreakers to our four. You know, what's a good icebreaker. Where are you from? <laughs> That's a good one. What's the last live band you saw? <laughs> That's a well, good one too. Well, see, exactly. We have four. They have forty some in Russia. Is that like Eskimo? They have they have all those words for ice. How about yeah. that Stalin? That's a Russian icebreaker. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Ever been to Siberia? It's cold. No, never been. You? Hey, oh. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. I'm hoping we are training our fellows well. The Navy's gotten a couple of black eyes lately. And I, I criticize because I love. I mean, I literally love. They're an incredibly important part of American power, and my brother is active duty Navy. Um, Don't need love or hate, though, if the fact's a fact. Well, Right. That's right. Yeah. In fact, if you love, you must be vigilant. Um, and, and the Navy's had a couple of real black eyes lately, and I hope our training is improving and getting better and up to date, and that our fellas, particularly our fellas who are anywhere near the Arctic, are up to speed on the Russian tactics and how to react to them. And, you know, we've talked to uh, Mike Lyons, the fabulous Mike Lyons, about this very topic, but my impulse is next time one of them do that, blow them out of the water. Absolutely reduce them to cinder. But then grown-ups tell me, Joe, that would be the worst thing you could do. Mm. So, TV social ratings for the week. Social ratings are a combination of like YouTube, Twitter, all kinds of interactions, stuff like that. Sure, so popping up on social media. People mentioning the shows and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Right, and right. apparently that means something. But anyway, here are your top five for the week. Just thought it was kind of interesting. I, I assume since it includes a lot of the things we just mentioned, uh, it favors young audiences. Uh, number one, America's Got Talent. Wow. You know, I, I, I don't watch TV a lot, but that show's pretty amusing. You yeah, see some amazing okay. things. I, I often think, why don't I people. watch this with the kids? We don't have a show. Like I grew up with, we all sat down and watched a show. That's a good one. That'd be a good one to sit down and watch with the kids. I feel like shows that allow you to, quote unquote, vote via Twitter will be artificially inflated on oh, these of course. things. You know, right. Getting back to my having a show thing, I yeah. I liked the the Tuesday night when we'd sit down and watch Happy Days or whatever yeah. the whole family. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we I should come up with a show that we know. Hey, it's Wednesday night. The blanks on. What are your boys now? Seven and nine. Breaking time, Bad. Time to binge on uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then a couple of WWE wrestling matches, followed by RuPaul's Drag Race. That probably won't uh, be our show. Uh, and then the Bachelorette. Which gets a lot of social rating with people tweeting around. Oh my God, did you see what she said? Oh my, did you see what he was wearing? Oh my God. Um, speaking of what he was wearing, I had my most successful in quotes tweet on our account. Oh, congratulations! The most replies. Ah. I tweeted. Uh, <laughs> I think I know which one. So I was, was really happy with this new shirt I bought. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then when I went home, I realized I already had bought that same shirt two weeks ago. Oh, boy. Just two weeks ago, I bought that same shirt. Oh, boy. Hiding your own Easter eggs. Really? It's quite on brand for you. It is. It really is. <laughs> so I tweeted out a picture of me wearing the sh- new shirt and then holding the other shirt. And it got like almost 100 replies, which is way more than any comment I've ever made on anything, whether politics or sports or family or cancer or anything. Right. Nothing has ever gotten almost 100 replies like that. So that's just the way it goes. 
This shirt is similar, isn't it? Yeah, it's very. I was trying to figure out if it's that's a, the same one. It's just a different color of okay. the same thing from Banana Republic. How many well, copies of this shirt do you if have? If I find something I like, see sweet and sour pork, I tend to hang on. To sure. It. Yes. Well, you <laughs> saw that shirt and you thought that is the shirt for me. <laughs> I mean, literally, it's a shirt that I have. And then I thought exactly the same thing two weeks later. Steve Jobs, man. You're short-sleeved, tan, and uh, different shades of tan. uh, Check shirt guy. (laughs) That's fine. That's your go-to. I I swear to God, why don't I do this? Yeah. Why doesn't everybody do it? Pick one shirt. Buy 20 of them. One that's flattering that you like. Right. Buy a bunch of them. Or, uh, listen, 10 for the summer, same shirt. Ten for the winner. Yep. Period. I ought to do that. Everybody should. Why? Why haven't I? Nobody. Show of hands. I want you to be perfectly honest with you. With me. Who's which one am I? I'm me. That's right. <laughs> I'm having an existential crisis over here. Who am I? Do any of you give a damn no. what I wear? That'd be fine. On any That'd level. Armstrong no. and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs. With flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.